For nearly three years, we've heard people cry about our sacred democracy. And those same people last night, in an effort to save our sacred democracy, decided to kick the opposition leader off the ballot in Colorado. We'll talk about what Colorado Supreme Court did, why it matters, and where we go from here. Kamala Harris launches a 2024 abortion tour across the country. Why won't that work? Maybe it has to do with the fact that she'll be speaking. IBM wants to educate their employees on whiteness, and a new piece of legislation in Florida would ban certain flags from being flown on government grounds. Why that's angering people today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. And welcome in to the program, the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall here with you, flying solo on this Wednesday, December 20th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. A lot to get to on today's program, with obviously the biggest news coming out of the state of Colorado. But we want to remind you that this show is brought to you by I Believe SC. IBelievesc.net is where you can go to get your I Believe license plate. This would allow you to show the entire state as you traverse our roads that you believe in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about I Believe license plates, what they are, and the mission behind them, go to IBelievesc.net today. And we thank them for sponsoring the program. A lot to get to, obviously, as we stated. This from CBS News. The Colorado Supreme Court ruled Tuesday that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from holding the presidency under the Constitution's so-called insurrection clause, and they ordered the Secretary of State to exclude his name from the state's Republican presidential primary ballot. The landmark decision from the divided Colorado Supreme Court that Trump cannot hold public office until or under the Civil War era provision is unprecedented, and it marks the first time a high court has found him to be ineligible to return to the White House due to his conduct surrounding the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Never before has a court determined that a presidential candidate is disqualified under the clause Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Now, we like to, on this show, we like to be constitutional scholars. We want to know what the Constitution says. Section 3 from Amendment 14. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, that person shall, having not having engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, but Congress may, be, may by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So what does this clause say? This clause, which was added post-Civil War. Now again, I know I'm treading on dangerous ground here in the state of South Carolina, but if you fought for the Confederacy, probably wouldn't want you holding office in the United States government for a while. Just things might have still been a little raw in 1869 and 1870, right? Still could have been a little uncomfortable. So, this clause was added saying that if you have engaged in insurrection 
or rebellion against the government or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Now, I would like to note that Eric Swalwell has given much comfort to enemies of the state. I'd be worth noting. So, under that clause, I don't think he should be serving in Congress. This Colorado Supreme Court cites this clause saying that because of this clause, specifically where it says insurrection, Donald Trump cannot run, cannot hold the office of president, nor should he be able to run for it, specifically in the state of Colorado. This has been tried in 25 other states, and this is what the court said. We conclude that because President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Secretary of State to list President Trump as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. Therefore, the secretary may not list Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. We have been lectured, and, and by we I mean conservatives, we have been lectured for years that our sacred democracy is under attack. And the big orange man with the blue suit with the red tie and the weird hair is going to completely undo our democracy. We heard that in 2015. We heard that in 2016. We heard it in 2017 and 18 and 19 and 20. And we've heard it every year since, that Donald Trump would completely overturn democracy and those who support him would do the same blindly. Now, I have said it before on this program. I will continue to say it. Uh, You can go back and look at my voting record. I I voted for him in two different presidential elections. But I'm not saying this as someone who wears the red hat, if you catch my drift. I'm saying this as a conservative, as a Christian, as an American. A state Supreme Court has moved to completely remove the leader of the opposition party from a ballot and not allowing any write-in votes to be counted as well. To stand here and sit here and say that this protects democracy is the height of irony. It's the height of illegality. It's the height of of a lack of a moral or ethical compass. It, at its very core, undercuts our sacred democracy. Noah Bookbinder. Uh, Noah Bookbinder is a pre- is the president of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, or CREW, former federal corruption prosecutor fighting for an ethical democracy. Here's what he tweeted last night. We just won before the Colorado Supreme Court in our challenge to keep Donald Trump off the ballot as disqualified under the 14th Amendment for engaging in insurrection. A huge moment for democracy. More to come soon. See... When these people say democracy, they don't mean what you think they mean. See, when when you say democracy, when I say democracy, we all say democracy. When we say that, when we say that, we mean people voting for a candidate or a position. And that vote will impact the result. In the state of South Carolina in the 2024 presidential election, you will have your choice of voting for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. I don't think we're missing anything there. Your vote 
will then determine the popular vote of the state. And by that, our state electors will then cast the electoral vote in favor, usually, of that popular vote. So your vote does impact whether Joe Biden or Donald Trump gets the electoral votes from the state of South Carolina. That's democracy. But what Noah Bookbinder would have you believe, what Noah Bookbinder, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Hakeem Jeffries, you name them, you name them, they would have you believe that democracy actually means that you listen to them, you only do what they say, and if you don't support them, then you hate democracy. See, democracy dies in darkness, as the Washington Post would say, but democracy actually dies when you put somebody's hand on the wheel that doesn't respect the will of the people. Again, I, was what happened on January 6th a good thing? Of course not. Of course not. Some rubes breaking into the Capitol destroying some windows, trashing Pelosi's office, and carrying a lectern across the, across the way. Not a good look. Also not a good look that in the most recently released tapes of January 6th, cops were walking them through the Capitol. Obviously not a good look for anyone. That event has been decried by literally every elected official up to and including President Trump. Was everything he said leading up to January 6th and after January 6th a good thing? No. I believe that his reaction to the results of the election truly hampered his support. Did he engage in insurrection? No. You know how I know that? Because Jack Smith hasn't brought that charge. He's got 91 counts against him, and as far as I'm aware, none of those counts include insurrection. So what's next for Donald John Trump? What's next for the GOP? Well, Vivek Ramaswamy says he's not going to run in Colorado. He's pulling his name from the ballot. One might argue he should pull his name from every ballot. He's calling on the GOP candidates to do the same. Will Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis do that? Probably not. Will Chris Christie do that? Certainly not. I don't... I I, I would argue that Chris Christie probably approves this decision. It, it, I don't... I haven't seen anything that would tell me where... Uh, Former Governor Haley stands or Governor DeSantis stands. I'm I'm looking here uh, for any sort of reaction on Twitter from the Haley campaign, and uh, there isn't one. Uh, let me go to Ron DeSantis. I know this isn't great podcasting, great radio, if you will, uh, but let me look and see if there's any sort of reaction from the DeSantis campaign. I, I, the only person I've seen react to this has has been Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the only person I've seen react to this. And as far as I know that can that that is still the case and um that's ah uh, here we go. The left invokes democracy to justify its use of power even if it means judicial abusing judicial power to remove a candidate from the ballot based on spurious legal grounds. SCOTUS should reverse. Ron DeSantis is a rival of Donald Trump. I don't think there's any question about that. He has tweeted about this. The Haley camp has not. And I would imagine Chris Christie hasn't either. But again, let me take a second to look here. Chris Christie. Uh, that's an old 
that's certainly an old uh, an old Twitter page. There isn't a lot to say on this other than we have a serious issue in the United States when it comes to folks just using judicial power to circumvent an election. Okay, 14 hours ago, Chris Christie, Donald Trump should not be prevented from being president by any court. He should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. Vivek, Ron, Christie, all speaking out against this decision by the Colorado Supreme Court. And yet, I'm seeing nothing from Nikki Haley's Twitter page. It's, I see China, I see gas tax, I see an endorsement from Chris Sununu, I see Americans for Prosperity, I, uh, I don't see anything from, uh, nope, nothing. Quiet, all quiet on the Western Front from former Governor Haley. We'll, we await to see if, if there's something that, uh, that breaks on that front. This case is going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. I don't think there's any question about that. I believe the Supreme Court will overrule this. If they don't, I'd be shocked. But this is just a shot across the bow. This is just the first step in a long line as these people try to subvert the election and the electoral process. That's what they're going to do. They're going to continue to work, continue to strive to replace Donald Trump and keep the leader of the opposition from actually running against Joe Biden because Donald Trump is doing the same thing that Joe Biden did in 2020. Donald Trump's going into, the, going into bunker mode. He's not going to debates. He's doing a few speaking engagements here and there. But for the most part, he's actually, I mean, he said some things that are pretty, you know, dumb. But for the most part, he's not saying anything. And he's allowing everyone to look at Joe Biden's mess and saying, hey, you see what he's doing? That, if it were me, it wouldn't happen. And I'm the only one who can beat him. It, it, it sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. But this is a major, this is a major issue. And uh, our, I don't want to say our democracy is at stake, because certainly I think we've lost much of our democracy at this point. I believe the powers that be don't care about the people. And uh, as, as, as Christians, our highest order is to the, to the word of God. But certainly the Constitution is the law of the land in which we live. And we are called to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Um, we need to be in the ear of people. We need to be loudly speaking out against any sort of corruption of justice. Lord, the Lord's face shines upon those who judge rightly. And these uh, four justices in Colorado, uh, certainly not judging rightly in this case. Let's move to Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, it doesn't matter. Kamala Harris announces in 2024 she's going on tour. What is she going on tour for? Is she touring with the Stones? Is she the new drummer? No. No. She going with the circus? No. No. She is going on a tour on one of the major key issues that everyone across the country is going to go to the ballot box in November and vote because of. That's right. It's abortion, baby. Hey, everyone. So I have some news. We're heading back out on the road. This time, we are going to start our fight for our reproductive freedoms tour. We're going to start in Wisconsin. We're going to be organizing. We're going to be gathering, we're going to be building coalition and community to fight 
for reproductive freedom. There is a full-on attack in our country against the ability of people to just make decisions about their own body and their life. So join me. I will see you soon and take care. I thought she was the border czar. Wasn't she like in charge of the border? How was she doing with AI? What has she done anything? This this almost appears like a get out of the way type thing. Don't need you around. Now again, I think abortion is one of the major issues of our time. I'm not belittling the the issue. I think it's one that um, we need to continue to push further and further on until we make sure that abortion is both illegal completely and unthinkable across our society. I don't think there's any question about that. The problem here is the Biden administration appears, the Biden campaign, pardon me, Hatch Act, um, the Biden campaign appears to be doubling down on the issue as if this is the, this is the issue that voters will go to the poll. This is the one that voters will certainly care about. Um, that's to distract from the economy. That's to distract from the border. That's to distract from two wars, one in Europe and one in the Middle East and a nearing war in the Far East. I, it, it's distraction. It's, it's bait and switch. Hey, look over here. Look over here. Shiny object, shiny object, while ignoring what's happening uh, with the right hand. To back this up, Kamala went on the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell beacon of journalism on MSNBC. Um, Kamala has a thought about the election for 2024. While we're talking about 2024's election, she has a thought. Um, and she says, well, she's trying to say that this is the most important election of our lifetime. She's trying to say this is the most important election of our lifetime. Take a listen. You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. Do you hear that? It's the most election of our lifetime. That should be the Biden campaign slogan. The most election of our lifetime. Is she drunk? Did she did she smoke some marijuana before she jumped on camera with Lawrence O'Donnell? There are people, Lawrence, literally attempting to divide us. Pop meat kettle. They are attacking fundamental freedoms. These are the fundamental freedoms she speaks of. The, op, the freedom to make choices about one's own body. So I'm going to rephrase that. The freedom to have an abortion. And the question I posed to the second gentleman on Twitter yesterday, what does abortion do? Like fundamentally, 
what does abortion do? If you want the freedom to abortion, what does an abortion do? And you want the freedom to do that. An abortion kills a child. So you want the freedom to kill a child. Fundamental. When the founders and the framers of our nation set out to write the Constitution, first thought in their head was, got to make sure they can kill those kids. Fundamental freedom. The fundamental freedom to love who you love openly and with pride. Again, I think it's obvious from a reading of the Constitution that the framers truly sat down and said, we want to make sure that we enshrine the right for all of our citizens to participate in weird sex stuff. This depraved action, yeah, you got the freedom to do that. That's what she'd have you believe. The freedom to be free from violence and hate. What does that mean? Explain to me, because as far as I remember in 2020, during that summer, uh, Madam Vice President, you posted a GoFundMe page uh, to get bail for those who were burning down cities and murdering people. You remember that? I do. And then my favorite one, the freedom to just to just be. The freedom to just be. Be what? Be what? Yourself? Here's the here's the so, it's so significant. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She either failed a civics class or she is openly ignoring what we teach in civics. She's openly ignoring the Constitution. If we want to talk about people who swear an oath and allegiance to the same being the Constitution, this, this idea that the Constitution and the law of the country should acquiesce and mold and change to the riv- flowing river and norms of society is a joke. You therefore don't have a law. You don't have a Constitution if it constantly changes to the whims of the ruling class. The freedom to just be. To just be. One more for you. Again, I swear she like smoked some peyote or something before going on to national television. Here she is again with Lawrence O'Donnell. Make sense of this if you can. I have been fortunate and blessed during the course of being vice president have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. What? Does anyone, does anyone have salad dressing? I, that was a, the word salad. The Babylon Bee has a thing where they, they interview her speechwriter, and it's actually a five-year-old. How can this be written by a person with a functioning cerebral cortex? I, like an operational brain stem comes up with a different sentence than that. You know, these people of any age and race, you shouldn't be limited by the limited knowledge of others. What does that mean, lady? She tries to sound smart. She's the seventh grader who's up, up at the front of the classroom doing a book report, an oral book report, having not read the book. Like, when you're in fourth and fifth grade, you do a lot of stand-up oral book reports. It's part of learning. If you don't read the book, you won't give a good report. She's never read the Constitution, so she can't give a good report on it. 
And while she says, I've met and talked with every person of every age and race in it, no, she has not. Because she just makes things up constantly. She doesn't know what she's saying. And the Chiron at the bottom said that she's met with, she's visited 20 countries and has met with over 150 world leaders. Well, if that hasn't impacted how we're viewed on the world stage, I don't know what has. Because this is who we're sending? This person? I'm, I'm presuming her gender to be female? Wait, what are we doing? This is the same woman who sat at a table and said, my name is Kamala Harris, my pronouns are she, her, and I am the woman at the table with a blue suit. And she had to look down to make sure it was blue. This is, this is who people elected to be vice president. Understand, this is the same person whose entire campaign in 2020 was, uh, hey, the old guy down there in the middle, Joe Biden, he's a racist and a rapist. That was her campaign. He's racist, and he's probably a rapist or a sexual abuser. And then by the time he wins the nomination, it's like, hey, oh, hey, you want to you wanna run? You want to run with me? The people we put in charge of this country absolutely boggles my mind. She's doubled down. The majority of Americans agree, this 14 hours ago, the government should not be telling a woman what to do with her body. Voters have been clear from California and Kansas to Ohio and Virginia. In January, I'll be hitting the road to make sure the voice of the people is heard. Or they could just vote. They could vote for their state legislators, and then the state legislators can make the decisions. That's kind of how a constitutional republic works, madam. But she's probably the same one who would tell you we're a democracy and not a constitutional republic. Because she doesn't know what a constitutional republic is and probably couldn't spell it. By the way, her favorability rating, she's 16 points. Excuse me, that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is 16 points underwater. To be fair, Donald Trump is 15 underwater. Ron DeSantis is 15 underwater. Nikki Haley's three underwater. Kamala Harris, minus 19. Eh, 0.9. Minus 20. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a, a Wall Street Journal poll run through um, December uh, amongst registered voters, uh, unfavorability minus 26. On average, only 35.7% of those surveyed since October 3rd have a favorable view of Kamala Harris. 35%. <laughs> For Joe Biden, it's 39 Oh, gosh. It's understandable. I mean, usually the people in power, you don't like them. But this is mind-boggling. So now the most unpopular vice president since the one who shot someone is going to be touring the country talking about abortion. A couple more notes for you before we get out of here on a Monday. Or excuse me, on a Monday. On a Wednesday. Jeez. Uh, Don't set me back. James O'Keefe, formerly of Project Veritas, tweeted this out a couple days ago. IBM, internal slides within IBM's Red Hat explains how whiteness works. Whiteness. How does whiteness work? In power. White is the default. Everything else exists in proximity to whiteness. Whiteness constructs the game, hides the rules, then rigs the game. Over and over again. 
Spaces are determined by race. Those spaces focused inward. Non-white spaces are easily othered and then judged accordingly. Um, tell that to the mayor of Boston. Whiteness includes blindness. White people don't know what we don't know. So what we do get carefully taught is what's passed down. Lies and omissions of the truth get equal billing in what we are taught. What does the do the work mean? We have to start with the real problem. Here's what's been under the microscope according to IBM. Black behaviors, black culture, black history, black oppression, black celebrity, black art, black stories. But here's the real problem. White judgment, white theft, white history, white supremacy, white allowance, white elitism, and white censorship. Oh, we're not done. What gets missed? What about black excellence? Black joy? Black achievement? Black contribution? Black is beautiful. Black intelligence? Black innovation? Because the problem on all of those is white erasure. It's from IBM. I want to be very careful with what I'm about to say. It is only allowable to be prejudiced against one racial group. And I think we know what that one is based on what IBM just posted. The rise of anti-Semitism and anti-whiteness really is, is, is mind-boggling. And that's not to say that whiteness is superior. It's not. There is no race that is superior, uh, uh, skin tone race, that is superior in, in our world. In fact, uh, we know that from a Christian perspective, from a Christian worldview, that there is that under under the banner of Christ there is there is no race there is no creed there is no Jew nor is there Greek there, you're in the fam, you're in the body of Christ you're a part of his family that's why the most multicultural and diverse place you can go is probably your Sunday morning worship service because at the foot of the cross your skin tone doesn't matter and the only reason why your skin tone matters specifically in this country right now is because those seek to use it to divide. The problem with society is the white people. Get the white people out of the way, society would be better. That's what IBM's telling us based on these internal slides. So just something to keep a watch for. Again, we're talking about trends here. We're talking about trends and things. We've talked about DEI. We've talked about critical race theory. This is just the outworking of those things. You need to keep an eye on the groundswell. One final thing, I don't follow. I do. I, I don't follow Equality Florida, but I did see this. They're highlighting a new Florida House bill, House Bill nine hundred one, which says it would prohibit certain governmental entities from erecting or displaying certain flags. Okay, I'm with you so far. Display of flags, governmental agencies, local governments, or other units of local government. Um, a governmental entity may not erect or display a flag that represents a political viewpoint, including but not limited to a politically partisan, racial, sexual orientation, and gender or political ideology viewpoint. The governmental entity must remain neutral when representing political viewpoints. What's... 
A governmental entity that displays the United States flag must display the flag in a prominent position that is superior to any other flag that is also displayed. Equality Florida says a new Florida House bill would ban cities, counties, schools, state colleges, and state universities from flying LGBTQ or transgender pride flags. If conservative lawmakers won't stop trying to erase us, we won't stop showing up to oppose them. Now again, forgive me, what's the problem here? What is erasure? Is anyone going out into the open hunting gay people or transgender people and shooting them? Is that happening? No. Are they being... Really quickly, as far as I'm aware... There's no law against being gay. There's no law against being transgender. So who's who's trying to erase whom? There is no reason for a pride flag or a transgender flag to be flown on government property because it's not a symbol of the government. A governmental building should fly two flags. The United States flag, the state flag, and if it's a county or a city, you could probably fly your city flag because it represents the municipality. The The pride flag and the transgender pride progress flag represent weird sex stuff, not the government. You want it to represent the government. You would like for it to represent the government because you believe you are the ruling class. You believe that you run the world. You don't. Just stick to coercing people to, to change their profile pictures on Twitter and Facebook during June. Leave the governmenting, leave the governing for actual business, for actual good, virtuous things. There's nothing wrong with this bill. If you're in Florida, support House Bill 901. Don't don't cave to the new sexual religion. This is ridiculous. I, I I have no words sometimes for, for the absolute ignorance of people when it comes to issues of basic understanding of how government works and how, how society should work overall. That's all the time we have for you today. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday, December 21st. We'll have our Christmas episode. We'll talk about Christmas, our favorite Christmas traditions, movies, songs, snacks, desserts, all of that on the table tomorrow. We look forward to chatting with you then. Until then, if you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, visit palmettofamily.org. We have all the information you need there to get a part of our newsletter, to invest in the work that we're doing. I want to thank again our sponsor of the program, ibelievesc.net. Visit them, visit that website, learn more about I Believe SC and get your I Believe SC license plate today. Until tomorrow. Mitch Prosser will be back then. I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.